0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Wellness Wednesday podcast from the Rolf Pancreatic Cancer Foundation. Each of our episodes are recorded from our live events, so if you hear references to slides or visual resources, you could find links to them in the show notes. You can also find the full episodes on our Wellness Wednesday page at ralphfoundation.org, or watch on Rolf's YouTube channel. We hope that you find today's conversation to be informative, inspiring, and educational. And above all, we hope you feel connected to our community. We are in this fight together. You are not alone. Good evening, and welcome back to Wellness Wednesday. We are so excited to bring back this program where we're going to be able to share practical wellness tools and techniques on the first Wednesday of every month. We're partnering with an amazing group of wellness experts to talk about the topics that are important to patients, survivors, and caretakers alike, especially during these trying times. I'm Erin Kuhn-Krieger with Ralph Foundation and I'll be moderating tonight's session, Coping with Cancer During COVID-19 Pandemic. A couple of housekeeping items before we get started. Please ask questions in the comment section below and we'll uh, make sure to get to all of the questions at the end of the session. Tonight's speaker is Roz Turner, a licensed clinical social worker at Illinois, I'm sorry, at Illness Navigation Resources and an oncology social worker at Northwestern Memorial Hospital. Welcome Roz, we are grateful to have you with us tonight.
1: Thank you so much, Erin. I am so happy to be here. Um, And thank you to the Rolf Foundation for having me. As Erin noted, um, I am a licensed uh, clinical oncology social worker. I have been doing oncology social work for the past five years in multiple hospitals across the Chicagoland area. And most recently, I became a psychotherapist with the practice at uh, Illness Navigation Resources, where myself and my colleagues uh, really work with patients, families, um, friends, extended families of, of patients who are going through any kind of medical Diagnosis and just kind of helping navigate um, the challenges that kind of go with that. And in my role as an oncology social worker, I work with patients at hospitals to kind of help with any practical needs that arise uh, with a cancer diagnosis and with treatment, uh, as well as be there to help support and counsel uh, with the many emotional um, feelings, the emotional roller coaster that really comes with the diagnosis. So I'm really excited to be here tonight. Um, I have a little. PowerPoint for you to kind of touch on some important tips Uh, and so let's get started. So coping with cancer during our lovely COVID pandemic. We just want to start with uh, I have a colleague who when I um, first started at Northwestern she was speaking with a patient and really uh, as the COVID-19 pandemic was starting and really kind of highlighted that you as in the cancer patient and really the family are very uniquely prepared for the time around us because cancer patients kind of are, have been ahead of the curve with all of the precautions that we're taking during COVID. Um, being very aware of your surroundings because knowing you're immunocompromised, needing to wear a mask, or being more aware of using sanitizer, or not being in crowded places, or putting your health first and choosing to not go somewhere that could affect your health so as the pandemic was starting I know that a lot of patients were you know extra heightened and extra nervous about I have cancer I really don't want to get this but if you really kind of stop for a minute and break it down what patients and their loved ones have been already doing and sacrificing for their illness is what the rest of the world was being asked to do with COVID so if anything you were really the experts that we can turn to on how to live a life with some limitations now and being more aware and making some sacrifices for our health. So for those who are just kind of going through the diagnosis process, this is something that happens when that diagnosis happens. So if anything now, because of doing it for COVID, you're now uniquely prepared to be doing that with your cancer diagnosis. So it's really a strength that you're having and kind of getting through this from the medical side of it. On the next slide um, is really about control. Because right, with a cancer diagnosis, the biggest thing about it is your loss of control, your loss of ability to make decisions. And so I recently heard this line and it's really stuck with me and that you didn't choose cancer, but you can choose how to respond. And that's even more true during this COVID pandemic. Um, In kind of coping and kind of figuring out what to do day to day, how to cope with your cancer, how to cope with COVID, it's really important to make a routine keep to something every day if it's getting up, taking a shower, if it's doing some work, reading a book, going for that five-minute walk, um, making plans on days you don't have your treatment, you don't have to go to the hospital, just kind of being in control of your schedule, giving yourself some direction really helps instead of having that time where you're just kind of sitting idly and thinking about everything that's going on. And really If you take yourself out of this situation that's going on, both COVID and cancer, think about the past stressful situations you've had in your life. How did you cope then? It's very easy for us to forget everything we've done before when we've had stressful situations come. And a lot of times the biggest things you can do or the biggest strength you have is from things that have already happened in the past. And so to really kind of take control of a moment of what you know is your strength, what you know you've done previously, and being able to apply that to the situation. And I love this one, really connecting with yourself and connecting with others, especially when you're starting to feel stressed or anxious or nervous. Instead of just kind of pushing those feelings away, do a check-in with yourself, be present. How are you today? Not just I'm doing okay, but I'm feeling this. This is physically going on. I'm really excited about this. I love feeling the sun on my face, actually really present in the moment and making sure that you're allowing yourself the time to feel, being selfish when you need to, taking a rest when you need to, pushing yourself when you want to, again, everything you're in control of and that you want to do. And connecting with others is really important. Being social, asking for help, turning to those when we need something, if it's a phone call you need, if it's someone, you know, a... coming to visit you, having a socially distant date with someone, um, just n- needing help with having food delivered, just kind of being there to listen or to be there to not ask you about your cancer, to not ask you about COVID. What it is you need from others, don't be afraid to ask them for that. And that kind of leads us into setting boundaries. It's kind of We kind of get more anxious and more nervous and more stressed when we don't have safe boundaries for ourselves, when we don't know when to say no, when we need to be selfish, especially with the COVID pandemic. For many months, all of our conversations were circled around COVID. And prior to COVID, so many of our conversations are circled around our cancer. And for some, that's a great outlet, and you like talking about it that way. So that's your choice to do that. But for others, if that's bringing you stress, if that's bringing you anxiety, then be selfish and say, you know. For this time, for this social hour that we're together, what I really need from you all is a COVID-free place, is a cancer-free place. Let's talk about all of those other things going on in life, our children, our friends, our families, new movies we've watched, our interests, our hobbies. I think for everybody, it would do a little good to make sure you reserve some safe space that isn't talking about COVID and isn't talking about your cancer diagnosis. And then that brings us to our medical team. So for those who have been coming into cancer centers to still receiving treatment, you can see that things are kind of looking a lot different. Everyone's wearing masks. They're doing safety precautions, taking temperatures. There's plastic or plate glass now between you and the person you check in with. There's even specific paths that take you in one way and out the other so that patients aren't crisscrossing with each other. Furniture and waiting rooms has been changed so that you are definitely six feet apart or you can't even wait in those waiting rooms and It's really important to kind of be aware of that or to know that's going on for those of you who have maybe Postponed some of your screening or postponed some of your ongoing checks um, it's really important to uh, Just make sure you're talking with your medical team and advocating for what you need if you're not if you're traveling far for treatment and there's things that you could possibly be doing like a telehealth visit or um you know asking to have labs at home or labs closer to home so you don't need to be traveling with everything going on then you know make sure you're talking with your team let them listen to you i always say The biggest, most important person on your medical team is you. And if you're having a hard time advocating, then bring a family member with you. Ask to have them there, to be listening to what's going on. And then lastly, rethinking our expectations. So with a cancer diagnosis and then with COVID happening, we wanna be back to normal. We wanna be back to who we were the day before we were diagnosed. We wanna be back to what that day was like before COVID was becoming much more enhanced and we became in the lockdown. And for right now, that's not going to happen. And if we leave our expectation there, then we're trying to attain this. And the more and more we don't get there, the more we get frustrated, anxious, stressed out, sad. So if we maybe rethink our expectation, especially when you're going through cancer treatment, if you now notice when your good days are, when your bad days are, and whatever your best day has been in treatment, that should maybe maybe be the new expectation of getting back to there. Doesn't mean forever, doesn't mean permanently. It's just temporary. Because it's very easy to be kind of living in between the two posts of this is what's going on right now and kind of forget what's happening outside of that. And so if you're able, and this is by no means an easy feat, this is something that takes daily practice and takes work and takes actively to be thinking about it, trying to have a new perspective and a way of looking at things and maybe not having the expectation of where we're at. So kind of moving forward, what are ways to, I like to call them coping enhancements because as we have talked about before, you always had coping mechanisms that have worked for you, that have been your strengths. So I like to just call them coping enhancements, things to add to your daily practice to help at any really stressful situation, but especially with dealing with cancer during the COVID pandemic. This includes making sure to do breathing exercises. They can be when you're on your way to a treatment, when you're sitting there, when you're watching the news and wanting to go out. but. Everything with COVID is kind of making that more difficult. Meditation is a really great outlet. I know for some, you're kind of unsure how it is, but there's actually really great um, apps and um, even utilizing YouTube and typing it in that you should even do for a couple minutes each day or even just a couple minutes a week and starting to incorporate that in. So when you are feeling anxious, when you are feeling nervous, you have something to go where you create your own quiet, safe space. To just let your mind let go of the things in your mind that are bringing you that stress and kind of allow someone to take over for you to check in with your body, check in with your soul, um, really take that time to relax. And body work, acupuncture and massage, definitely, really, in the cancer community, been coming up as an alternative uh, treatment to help with some of the symptoms and side effects of what's going on. Um, it's just a nice outlet to have a new thing to maybe help with your coping if you've never tried it before. Creative expression. Those who like to do art, those who like to do music. Maybe you used to do that years ago and it was something you put down and figured you'd get back to one day. During COVID is the perfect time to kind of pick that up again or try something you've never tried before. Uh, Especially journaling and writing with all the frustrations and stress we have going on, instead of keeping it inside and bottled up, try writing it down and and getting it outside of yourself. I always say, you can kind of get it out, emptied out, then you have more room inside for the good feelings and the happy things that that are going on. And of course, with anything, especially cancer and COVID, movement, staying active, exercising. But I say this with a little caveat, in that for someone who was maybe a marathon runner or did triathlons, When you're now going through a cancer treatment, when you're in COVID, this is kind of going back to what I was talking about in changing your expectations. If you expect yourself to be running the same way you were doing all of that, you may not reach that part. And that will make you sad. That will make you more frustrated. But if you rethink it and think with everything going on, if you're able to walk five minutes a day, be really excited with yourself that you're walking five minutes a day or if you're able to even make it from bed and get to the couch, or if you've been standing in the kitchen for 10 minutes and that's something you haven't been able to do, be proud of yourself and give yourself the credit for what you're doing. Because the more and more you do it and the more and more you're proud of yourself, it'll start building more and more. And you could do more activities. And sleep hygiene. I know that's hard for all of us, but You need to give your body rest. You need to give your mind rest with everything we're talking about, with your cancer diagnosis or with, with everything that's going on with COVID, you know, kind of incorporating maybe some of the breathing techniques or the meditation right as you're trying to go to bed, to kind of shut down for the evening. Give yourself praise for what you've accomplished that day and try your best to get as much rest and relaxation. And don't be afraid to take naps. If anything, COVID has given us all permission to take a nap. So I say use it before we can't don't have that excuse anymore. So my next slide talks about the additional support you can get. If you're at a cancer center, I know definitely in the Chicagoland area, but if you're tuning in from around the world, your cancer center most likely has a social worker. And if there's not a social worker implanted there, someone in your cancer center should be able to find one for you. And that social worker just has a wealth of knowledge of the oncology support resources that are around for you, uh, including these coping mechanisms, different activities for you, and you know what your cancer center can offer you that you might not even know exists there. Some cancer centers offer acupuncture and massage during your treatment, or they have other things like music therapy or pet therapy. Um, things that may be on hold or may be a little bit limited or changed now for COVID, but people are getting creative. I see it every day. Um, turning to cancer organizations, just like the Rolf Pancreatic Cancer Foundation, for for you who are turning in or you support a loved one with a different diagnosis, there too are organizations per diagnosis that offer the same kind of support as Rolf. If you're looking to get connected with another patient or another caregiver for a patient, uh, organizations like Rolf can help you do that. If you're looking for more medical information, questions about second opinions, kind of getting help connected. Rolf and other organizations can do that. If you're someone that likes to be active, wants to do something, organizations like Rolf has activities. For instance, Rolf has coming up on July 18th, um, dashing virtually. This is in place, again, being creative, in place of their annual 5K that we do in person in Chicago. We've had to give creative. And if anything, it's opened up the possibility for people who have family all over the world, really, To be a part of a team and together have an outlet to fight the diagnosis you have, do something with all of your energy by staying active, doing an activity, um, coming together, connecting with others and friends. It's a great way to kind of have all of those parts together and let you kind of forget about what's going on. Be socially distant, wear a mask, protect yourself. Even if you're at home on a bike or at home doing a puzzle, you're still together with a larger community connecting and fighting your disease, whatever it may be. Aside from cancer organizations that are disease-specific, there are many other cancer communities. Uh, For instance, in the Chicagoland area, we have the Cancer Wellness Center, which is in Northbrook, Gilda's Club, which is in Chicago, Wellness House in Hinsdale, all of these organizations have gone virtual. They're doing their yoga, their meditation, their support groups, their one-on-one counseling, their family counseling, um, speakers, lectures. They're all virtual now. So you can really have so much more support than maybe you couldn't have before because transportation or distance was an issue. So in looking at COVID, that's a, a bright part of COVID that's given us the possibility to support you even more. And lastly, seeking professional help. Um, Going and getting counseling or therapy is not just for the patient. It's for spouses, for children, for parents, in-laws. You know, cancer not only touches the patient, but it really does touch the entire family. And being able to have an outlet through a therapist, I say it really just helps you find your strengths and realize how to bring them to the surface and go through and manage what you're going through utilizing the strengths you already have. And again, another kind of good part about COVID is that it's opened the possibility of telehealth. So now when you are too busy or you couldn't get there, you have the opportunity to tune in right from the comfort of your secure, confidential place in your home and get connected to someone to just talk. We're all talking about what's going on and sometimes We don't want to talk to family and friends because they have an invested interest in what's going on. So to have an unbiased person to just listen to you and help guide you through this journey, in the same way I'm trying to do a little bit now, it's really a wonderful resource. So I encourage you to check into that, to any of the cancer organizations, the communities we've mentioned, all of the coping enhancements we've talked about, Um, and you know, for instance, Uh, illness navigation resources, my practice, and all my colleagues there, we are focused on helping the individual and the people around them go through a medical diagnosis. I I specialize in cancer, but really there are places like this wherever you may live out of state. Um, My contact information is up here, and I'm sure it'll be able to get it um, from Rolf, Uh, going on after today. But I encourage you to please reach out if you have questions, if you're interested in um, ongoing help. And I hope that this has been helpful to you. And um, I would love any questions or to, to answer anything else if I can. Wow.
0: Thank you. That was amazing. Um, So we've got a couple questions that have come in on the chat. We've got some that had come in from folks who weren't able to join us today that wanted to send in some questions to watch it during the replay. So um, Maddie says, uh, even though I'm not a caregiver, I would like to make sure that I'm protecting the most vulnerable during this pandemic. Are there extra precautions I should be considering when when in shared public spaces?
1: I definitely say being aware of where you are, what you're doing, and, and who you're going to be. With. So if you know you're going to be near immunocompromised people, see where you've been before. Have you been in a place with a lot of people? Should maybe you not actually go and physically see them, should you transition to? FaceTiming, or calling them, or finding some other way to be there to support. Uh, even if people do actually need help, but maybe seeing them isn't the best thing, can you drop off food? Can you have something ordered and sent to them? Um, you know, I think just really being aware of wearing your mask, using um, hand sanitizer, uh, and just if, if and then you find you are in a place that's crowded and you're around more people, maybe being around your loved ones who are immunocompromised aren't the best thing, definitely being creative in other ways you can help them.
0: Great. Another question that we received was about getting support for family. Um, you know, The family is so worried about the, the person um, that they feel like they shouldn't put themselves in the mix of, of getting care. Um, are there ways to kind of gently guide um, family members and, and friends to get the support that they need in order to be able to, to care for the patients? Absolutely.
1: My favorite saying is, think about when you're on an airplane. When there's something going on and those masks drop, what do they tell you to do? Put on your own mask first before you help someone else. As a caregiver, as a spouse, as a loved one, family friend, however you identify, you need to make sure too that you're doing well because if you're not, you're not gonna be that much help to somebody else. So a lot of the cancer organizations, uh, communities I mentioned, Cancer Wellness Center, Gilda's Wellness House, their activities are for the families as well. and. Uh, many of them are free to charge. So I know sometimes the concern is, do I have to pay extra? Will insurance cover this? Those communities are there for the patient. So their activities, their programs are free for not only the patient and their family members. So really take a look. And again, if you're looking for something specific, turn to your medical team, your hospital, your social worker, um, and as well for families and family members Seeking professional help—it doesn't have to be ongoing. It could be one session, it could be three sessions, even if it's brief. Solution-focused on getting resources like I'm sharing now. You can have one or two sessions to talk about the best ways you can help your family, uh, and I just think it's—it's really helpful all around. But remember, take care of yourself first, so that you can be the best you can for your loved one. Such great
0: advice in any in any um, day. Uh, how about breathing and meditation, um, the apps? You know, are there, are there easy ones to get started? Um, are there, um, you know, for those who think that meditation isn't for them, can you kind of talk a little bit about um, how the apps uh, take people through it?
1: Absolutely. So for those with cancer, Cancer Care, one word, is a great organization just with different publications and support. They actually have their own meditation app. That is really nice. It's free to patients. That I always say is a great way to start. You know, we have the ones that you probably even see commercials for Calm, Headspace. Some, some cost money, some give you free trials. I even say going to YouTube, typing in meditation, guided imagery, breathing exercises is just a great way to see what it's all about. Even if you were to Google breathing exercises, they're written there very easy steps. There's one where you're just honestly counting in how long you breathe how long you hold your breath, how slow you let it out. And it's just simply a way for you to focus your mind on something that's other than everything that's floating around. It's focusing on actually breathing and actually releasing it. And that's really it's really it. It's not anything special than just a way to help you kind of stop thinking about everything that's stressing you out.
0: Right, exactly. That's great. Uh, Well, we really are appreciative of uh, your taking your time to share your knowledge and and your insights with us. Um, You've shared such practical insights and relatable suggestions that I I hope our uh, community is able to take um, back and and help um, each other. Uh, We wanna thank everyone for watching tonight and, and for asking the questions. If you are watching during the replay, please uh, write replay in the comments and and put in your questions there. And we'll be sure to connect it with Roz. And uh, we'll actually put Roz's contact information in uh, the comments section too, to make sure that people are able to get in touch with you. And if you have ideas for future Wellness Wednesday topics, speakers, please um, put them in the comments here. You can email us at info at rawfoundation.org. And next month, we'll be featuring Genetics counselor, Dina goldberg Lindberg, who will be talking about genetics testing and the importance of knowing your family history. So um, keep an eye out for information on that. And until then, we hope everybody stays safe and
1: takes good care. Good night. Thank you so much. Happy Fourth of July, everyone.
0: Take good care. Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and feel free to leave a five star review because it helps people find us. Ralph Pancreatic Cancer Foundation provides personal support to those affected by pancreatic cancer through tailored resources, connections in education, and funding for early detection research. To learn more about Ralph Foundation, please visit us at ralphfoundation.org or call 773 989 1108. We'll see you next time.